Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Bobby and Dr. Jess, two physical therapists just doing our best to lead healthy lives most of the time. Moderation is key, right? Um, to see our glasses as half full, some days this is a little harder than others, and hope to share that perspective with you all. Um, today, I'm super excited. We're continuing our conversation about pain um, and really excited about this topic and looking at more holistic outside of the Western medicine ways. But first, Dr. Jess, what do you have in your glass today? Well, I have already finished my smoothie, and so now I'm moving on to water. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing my best to try and stay hydrated. It is nice and warm and humid here in Florida. Uh, so Dr. Bobby, what is in your glass? I also have water. I am trying to cut back a little bit on coffee because of the sugar that is in the cream that I need for it to taste decent to me. <laughs> so uh, it is just plain old water. Awesome. And then we have a special guest with us today. Her name is Tasha. And so I'm going to let Tasha introduce herself and talk a little bit about what she does. But first, Tasha, what's in your glass? Hi, good morning. I this morning have a green tea latte. I'm also cutting back on my coffee. So this is green tea with oat milk. Absolutely. Sounds fantastic. Um, so yeah, Tasha, tell us a little bit about about you and your background. Yeah. And so um you know, I have a hypnotherapy practice and I help people overcome all sorts of blocks, things that they just haven't been able to accomplish. But I came here via the way of accounting and taxes and a you know long career there. Um, and I was just ready at the kind of end of that career to do something that was more holistic and people helping and kind of sharing um, part of my life with other people that I, I was really just sharing with myself prior to that. And um, I just, you know, found early in my life, maybe in my 20s, a fascination and a curiosity about how what we think and feel affects how our bodies act, how they respond, how they perform. Um, just even our emotional sense of joy or happiness. And, and so that kind of led me on a journey of seeking out this modality. Yeah, of hypnotherapy. Of hypnotherapy, yes, yeah. of, of yeah. practicing hypnotherapy. And it I wasn't sure that's what I was going to do. I didn't really even know it was a profession. I knew it was a thing, yeah. but I didn't know it was a profession. And as I looked into it, I really got excited. I, the school I went to had a fantastic website that was very holistic in how it looked at the human being. Right. And it wasn't just about stage shows and kind of sleight of hand hypnosis that we may see in the movies or or comedy shows. There was a deep um, understanding of the human as a whole being right. and helping that whole being integrate and be well. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, in, in some of our earlier episodes this month, we've been really trying to make sure we draw in that connection of that mind body connection. And so when we have pain and, and the topic of pain as oftentimes people think, oh, you know, I touched the hot stove and then boom, that's pain. And that is pain, but there's so much more to the experience of pain from the level of the brain and the brain's interpretation of pain. And so uh -huh. being able to really kind of get, you know, get into the weeds a little bit here and yes. 
um, try and say, okay, now let's, the mechanical pain, obviously, like that needs to be addressed, but the emotional pain and the stress component of pain and all these other components, that's that mind-body connection. And so really being able to help somebody that, especially somebody in chronic pain, um, does take tapping into that mind-body connection to get the, the best results, at least from what I've seen. I think Dr. Bobby can attest to that as well. Um, yeah, I was going to even ask, like, for those that may not even kind of, you know, hear of hypnosis, but hypnotherapy, like those of us that may not even really have any idea, like, what exactly is it? You know, like, yeah. how it's a brief general before we get talking about like how it could help. Like, what is it? Sure, sure. That's, that's a great question. And really, it is the place to start. So we can start talking all about how pain works. But how does this connect to this idea of hypnotherapy? And a lot of people um, don't even know, as you said, Bobby, what it can do for us. And what is it, right? Mm -hmm. And so most of us see it in comedy shows or movies, or we may think of our childhood in Scooby-Doo and zombie swirling eyes (laughs) and walking like this, right? Or something, pocket watches swinging. And, you know, there's elements of that within hypnotherapy. But here's how I like to describe it. It's a naturally occurring state of mind that we all flow in and out of every day and it's a it's a very focused state of mind and when we enter into that state of mind we have like a two-way communication with our automatic mind subconscious mind or some people just call it the body mind where that muscle memory lives and many many years ago psychologists, scientists realize that we do this thing where we zone out, right? And during that zone out, we accomplish very complex tasks like driving a car. You know, have you ever experienced that phenomenon where you're driving along and and maybe a familiar route and you get to your house and you think, oh goodness, I don't remember the last half of that drive. What's going on there with the mind, the brain, the body? We have zoned out, we've shifted our awareness into the state of mind that's the hypnotic state in that state of mind our subconscious comes forward and carries out the action for us while our conscious mind is free to do all kinds of other things and we've all experienced that and we experience it in different degrees all day another commonplace people notice this is in the shower right you get in the shower, bing, I remember where I put my keys or, oh, I know what I'm going to do with that client. These ideas come to your mind. Why? It's because we're, we're in this narrow focus. We are connected to our body. We're doing a function that we can do with our, you know, back of our hand. We have it memorized. We just do it. And our conscious mind is able to drift off and our subconscious mind, our automatic mind or survival mind is very resourceful, highly resourceful. And it is our solution-oriented mind. And so that's why those ideas start popping up. We're in that hypnotic state. And so scientists, psychologists were like, hmm, can we replicate that? Can we shift to that state on purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And if we could, 
what's possible then? So it all starts with a curious mind, right? Innovation, you know, forward motion in any science starts with that curiosity. And so here they say, well, here's what happens every time we get in that zone, here's what's going on. And it's a narrowed focus and, and they kind of get a pattern. Here's the pattern that happens. And so let's replicate it. And then we replicate it and we connect to that solution-oriented mind, that body mind, that automatic mind, that survival mind. Some call it the unconscious. Some call it the subconscious. We kind of all know what part we're talking about. It's the part that's in the background running our bodies, mm-hmm. right? It's the belief systems and emotions that we hold. They're automatic for us. They're our inner programming, in quotes, right? And so with hypnotherapy, what we're doing is we're guiding people to shift their awareness that they go into all the time on purpose in our office, and then utilize their resourceful mind to run maintenance to that programming in quotes there, that programming that's been laid down as neural pathways that that have created a habit of thought and feeling. And that's where we have some access to run some maintenance and teach the mind body that it's safe to think of it differently, to feel differently, to behave differently. And so that's kind of really the overview and really the nutshell of what we're doing, just guiding the client to their own inner resources. Our subconscious mind is continuously scanning our environment without us being aware. If you ever had that little shiver, like something's over to your peripheral vision <laughs> and it what's, what's over there, like your mind is scanning and just picked up on something that wasn't quite right. And it gave you that feeling. And so you look and check it out. Then maybe you see it's a, a cord, a utility cord and not a snake. <laughs> it's not always that evident. It's scanning constantly. We're taking in millions to billions of bits of data every single second through our automatic mind. If you're driving down the highway or, you know, a, a thoroughfare through your town, how many signs and colors and different cars and lights and are you It's coming into your senses. What about all the motion your body's feeling, right? What about the air, the wind, the sounds from behind to the left and front, millions to billions every second, but we're only processing on a conscious sort of way about five to 10 of those bits per second. But our wonderful, powerful automatic mind, survival mind, subconscious mind is taking all that data and kind of packing it away in this immense storage of our body mind Mm -hmm. for our benefit. Right. And it fills in the gaps for us when things are missing. Mm -hmm. And so if you blink in a five mile period, how many times you don't remember that five miles with black stuttering, right? You remember it smooth. Because your mind puts in place there what it expects to have been there, what would make sense to help us have a cohesive experience. But it also does this with things like pain. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of segue over to what's going on, right? It also can insert, well, we expect to feel this way, right? And sometimes there's been a pattern of injury Mm -hmm. and the mind expects 
that to happen again or to feel that way again. And it keeps this loop going that's no longer needed. Then we're kind of getting into that mind-body connection, but you kind of see the pathway that it's really happening all day for us, right? Our mind is, if we step back and ask, well, what's the mind? We can get into, you know, decades and centuries of philosophical debate (laughs) of what is the mind, right? And is it the brain? And that, you know, that discussion has been had for centuries. We never say, well, we need to think about brain-body connection. Why? We think of it different when it's mind-body. How are we ever not connected, right? How are we, where is it if it's not in our body? Right. Where does that mind exist? And why would we think, why did we ever think it wasn't connected? So I'll kind of leave it there to hear what your questions might be (laughs) from there. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I, I've thought for, for a long time that it just seems so weird how we segment the body into different, yes. we're going to look at just at this system or just at that system. And it must be as simple as running this one test to get this one perspective to explain the experience of the human. Right. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't make sense because it's all interrelated. So if, you know, something as simple as let's say an ankle sprain. So I sprained my ankle and now I have pain with, with walking. Okay. And then, you know, you'll come into the clinic and sometimes there starts to become this fear avoidance to walking. So, you know, we're looking at it like, oh, look at that. Like it moves back and forth, you know, the strength is good, all of that. And it's, it's like, but, but I, I can't walk on it. Well, well, what? Hold on. Let's, let's just do it again. You know, especially as a new grad, let me see, did I miss anything? You know, I mean, everything's here. And then it's like, oh, you developed a negative experience with walking. Your brain learned that walking hurt, but now that it's healed, you can walk. No, I can't. Okay. Hold on. The mind (laughs) doesn't know. Going like, uh, you can, (laughs) you know, like, but it just, it took some time for me to like, understand how to explain that and to say okay so here's the deal this isn't harming you this is putting your weight onto a stable surface and let's just start to weight shift and let's start to get some some of that negative experience and start to relive some good experience and once we start to relive some good experience then it's not so scary anymore because we can start to prove to the brain that you're okay but that's just a protective mechanism Right. Right. I mean, it's like, right. I see the hot stove. I mean, you only have to touch it once and then you're like, Whoa, don't do that again. But when you're in pain and then you have experienced pain, especially with activity now it's like, uh Oh, the brain's like, Oh, that activity is bad for me. Well, if you've gone through the healing phase of the mechanical pain, then is it bad for you? Well, I mean, right. it's not good, right? So like bending, lifting, twisting, right? Like let's do a big lift with a twist. Maybe not, um, but, you know, trying to really understand what is good movement and what's okay and living good, positive experience. That is a big part of getting out of pain. 
right? It's huge. It's huge because to, to your point, right? The, the brain has just created a, a safety mechanism to say, don't do that again. Right. That causes injury. Our subconscious mind, our body mind is a survival mind. It wants mm-hmm. to keep us well, right? And Perfect. so it just creates a pattern of protection. Yep. And a lot of people, when you tell them that, well, everything is fine, so you should be fine. It's very disempowering. For sure. It's horrible. It's right. a horrible thing to say. Because, yeah. and, and this idea that, well, Mayo Clinic told me to call you because it's all in my mind, all in my head, right? Now, I don't believe Mayo s- staff said it that way to them, right. but that's what the person is receiving. It's all in my head. Yeah. And so I try to bring some power to the person and say, it's all, all in our head. Absolutely. Every bit of our experience is in our head. And so that doesn't diminish its reality. We have a really skewed sense of what is real and what isn't. And so some people say, well, is hypnosis just the placebo effect? I said, well, what is the placebo effect? It's thinking something is helping. So it then actually helps. Right. So yes, it's all, we want a hundred percent placebo effect. That term makes us think it's fake, mm-hmm. right? right? But what we want is for our mind to shift how it's seeing the problem and shift it to seeing it as well as no need for the signal, right? Mm-hmm. When things are healed and things are in the place of being recovered mm-hmm. and well, and our mind can do it. Yep. I think that phrase like in your head has become such a negative connotation because people use it to like almost tell you like you're crazy. Like exactly. And it's that's not what it is at all. It's it's the neural connections that our body have that we get from the periphery, from the input when something touches your hand, like obviously that's nerves and information sending up to your brain and that's where it's processed. And then information set bent down. But what people don't realize is those those pathways can have dysfunction in it, you know, and they can be telling you the wrong information and telling you, you know, your body's sending pain signals, even when there's not trauma happening to the body yes. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, a big part of, I mean, acute pain is, is, is one thing that's, you know, I, I fell and broke my leg, you know, it hurts. There's actual trauma to the tissue uh, that, that all is, it's, it's much easier to understand. It's, it's a pretty yes. direct cause and effect. Um, it's, it's really when we get into that pain that has persevered for a length of time, which is where we call chronic and chronic, not meaning like bad chronic just means period of time. That's, that's, that's just how it's related in, in terminology. And so that chronic pain, that's so much more for what I see. And I'm sure Tasha, maybe you can um, say something different, but that's where I see really helping with that experience of the pain and, and sometimes working with a hypnotherapist is something that could be helpful because if, if you've been in pain for 20 years, you've had multiple traumas over time, you've had surgeries that didn't go well, you've had divorce, um, you know, upset in your life, all sorts of stress, you know, bad jobs, you know, just all sorts of like interpersonal relationships. And then, and then you're just in pain all the time. Well, there's, there's a help out there. 
that it yes. doesn't mean that we're just going to be like, okay, well, you, you know, you do hypnotherapy for one visit and then all of a sudden you're in zero out of 10 pain. The real answer is nobody is really in zero out of 10 pain all the time. Like right. our body is constantly receiving information throughout our experience. I step on the rock. I sat for too long in a position that wasn't great. Oh, now my tissue's a little bit achy. I get that little bit of ligamentous strain. That ankle I sprained back in high school when I was navigating uneven ground for a period of time with flip-flops right here. Um, yeah, I, get to <laughs> I strained it. <laughs> um, but so it's like, there's constantly like your, our tissues are constantly telling us, I didn't love that, but that doesn't mean that we harmed them. It's just the way of saying like, I would rather you get up from sitting every hour and don't sit for three. I would rather you not, you know, stand like with your weight this way on the ankle. I'd rather it be more neutral, you know? So it's, it's your body telling you, Hey, please listen to me. Like, yes. could you make a little change. And if we, and it's, that, then it's like, it's not harm. It's just a matter of saying like, maybe there's changes I should make in my environment. So you have to accommodate to, to life. And yes. that's one way of dealing with the chronic pain. Now that's the mechanical component of the chronic pain, but then we get into that, that mind connection. And that's where really tapping into understanding what are all of these connections? I mean, the, the web of interconnection is so wrapped around so many different experiences. It just takes time. I'd imagine from your perspective, just to like start to untangle all of the connections, right? Especially when like 20 plus years, think about how many connections have been associated with the pain, right? That's difficult work. Yes. And so the work there is starting in the now our power is in the now mm -hmm. right and a lot of times in this type of work in hypnotherapy practice you know old school some are still practicing this way but old school hypnotherapists are saying we need to find the original cause what was the root cause the initial sensitizing event that caused you to frame pain in this way I mean this could be when you were two years old right, right. I, right. I see pain in this way yet I find that there is there is benefit in that but I also find that um, addressing the client today and one teaching them, and giving them information to help them see how powerful their own thoughts and emotions are mm -hmm. in a very compassionate, connected way. Yeah. And showing them in small steps how they can control sensation in their body, usually starting with something that's not their chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Right. With maybe feeling like a hand is heavy or or they can warm their feet with their mind. Right. Taking them through some common things we do all the time to change our perception of our physical body. Then they see and feel the connection. We can start unraveling it right here and we don't have to know all those connections. If we know, how do you feel about having this chronic pain? And how would you rather feel, right? What are your feelings and your beliefs? And 
So a good hypnotherapist is going to be able to begin to elicit those. A lot of people aren't connected to what those are. So it takes the therapist to understand how to help them feel them, notice them, give those responses. Like, I'm just so frustrated. It's a feeling I'm at the end of my rope, no hope, right? A belief. No one can help me. I am depressed. Mm -hmm. It's depressed feel like it feels like sad and hopeless. So here's the emotions, the emotions that any person feels about their pain are actually part of what's creating the chronic pain when we're speaking of chronic pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And even acute pain that's experienced at levels that don't make sense to the organic wound or injury, right? The same thing is there. And so we can start using that hypnotic state to bring in resourceful information Mm -hmm. that you're actually safe, that the tissues are well, and even using metaphor, because the mind, the way we imagine, think and feel what we think about, and how we feel about what we're thinking about is really what's driving how our body is responding to life. It's, it's what our inner mind is focusing on to determine what signals it's going to send. It's the predominant nature of what we're thinking and how we feel about what we're thinking that drives how our mind sends signals through our bodies. And we can shift those belief systems to different ones. It's, it takes a, a curiosity from the client a willingness to say, I can shift them. When you're in severe chronic pain, it is not easy to say, oh, I can think positive about this. This is not just positive thinking, right? This is creating new ideas. And even just speaking to the mind body, safety and well-being, and that giving metaphor that the mind can grasp to make the changes that we still don't know exactly what's going on. As a case in point, Mayo Clinic sending some of their toughest cases. They have the whole mind body pain clinic at Mayo, yet they come to me and say, Mayo said, find a good hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. Right? Why? Because they don't understand. Science doesn't know a hundred percent how this all works. And so what what does know how it all works is our intelligent body and mind combo. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's helping the client trust that even using these so seemingly silly metaphors that would indicate ease and um, comfort and joy, send a signal to the mind of the state you want it to be in. Mm-hmm. We are giving instruction to our body mind all the time of the state we want it to be in. We don't realize that's what we're doing. But when we watch a lot of news and we think how horrible the world is and we, and we see people through the eyes of harsh judgment, right? They're in my way. They cut me off in traffic. How dare they pause at the light? And, and you're inflaming your thoughts. Your body It's just listening to your thoughts and your feelings and saying, oh, the world must be dangerous. Let's raise up 
all the awareness for danger. So it's going to set off pain signals quicker than the body mind that sees the world as a safe world. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I think the, the good news here, which is, uh, I think a, a big part of, of why we're trying to focus on this is that it's all treatable. It, yes. It's all, it's all possible to, to tap in and change that narrative. And, and it so, doesn't need to be just meds, you know, it doesn't no. need to be. Absolutely not. Yeah. Being able to actually, a lot of, t- a lot of times how I phrase it is regain the control. And yes. so if I can take that control back and it doesn't rule me, I slowly learn strategies where I can get ahead of it again. And, and it might not be, like I said, like oftentimes I'll say, if you're in seven out of 10 pain, eight out of 10 pain, nine out of 10 pain, um, you know, on, on a regular basis. And if we can implement one strategy that gets you down to a five, right? That's a win. Absolutely. So not a loss. So reframing how you, how you look at that is, is huge. So that is better than it was. That's a win. Yes. Oftentimes it'll still be perceived as a loss, which is so it's just negative and it brings you down. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. The, I can't, the, I shouldn't, I, I, you know, all of these things that are just beating us up all the time, instead of saying I did I yes. did get my pain down to a yes. five out of 10. I don't yes. like being in a five out of 10 pain. I don't either. However, what if I then used another strategy to notch it down to a four? And then maybe I did a couple of other things that then notched it down to a three. Interesting. So now my experience, because I did something that changed my experience now you start to believe in yourself again. You start to believe that you do have the control, that you are able and you are um, like you have the ability to learn how to do this. That's empowering. And so it just takes time to believe it though, because you haven't believed it for so long. Yes. So that's where just that just that patience with yourself is a big, big part of it. And, and finding providers like a hypnotherapist that will help guide you along the way or a good physical therapist to work in yes. combination for the mechanical components of the pain. Yes. In addition to anybody else on the healthcare team, I mean, it can really be a full team approach to make sure that all variables are being addressed in as many ways as possible. I've just seen in my practice that oftentimes it's that mind you know, brain body connection that's under treated. And it's, it's, we we're very good at diagnosing the mechanical, but we're not so great at really tapping into that mind body and really having as many resources and availability of those resources out there um, are huge for people. So. um, Well, and I'm, I'm in a fellowship right now for physical therapy and the more I learn the more I realize like, or the more I question is how good are we really at diagnosing what's going on mechanically? Um, Because got out of PT school doing this. Oh, I know what I'm doing. You know, like I got (laughs) this, this, and this, and this. And then as I'm learning this like advanced stuff and like realizing like when you were trying to figure out, is it this tissue or this tissue? I mean, unless you have like a needle and scalpel and you're tapping on it and you have like you know, an ultrasound where you can see where you are and tapping on it. Is this your pain? No. Okay. Is this your pain? Like, unless we're doing that, like 
you know, these things are millimeters apart. How do we really know, you know, what tissue it is? And so as I'm learning this, I'm like learning also like mechanically, like we have really good ideas. Like therapists are really trained and really good ideas to kind of break down and almost decipher but like, can we really tell? And then I also think, as Jess was saying, pain and just anything in the healthcare system should be treated more whole body type and not just one thing, not just medicine, not just therapy, um, not just counseling, you know, like it really does need to be a group, group thing um, to address every aspect of what's going on. Yes, for sure. Yeah, that's all, you know, like if you've got, if you've got deficiency somewhere, well, okay. How do we fill in that deficiency? Well, maybe you, I don't know, like need to take some vitamin D. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> all sorts of different it's exercise, you know, like, yeah. Like how is your diet? How is your hydration? How is your movement? How is your um, ability to, to tap in and deal with stress or negative experiences, interpersonal relationships? What are your skills in life to be able to navigate on a day-to-day basis? And it's, it's, we're not really set up to know that very well. And, and that's the more that we do learn, the more that we're empowered and the more each day is actually a little better than the previous day. And you start tapping into that, like experience that is like, maybe I didn't have all negative experiences today. Maybe I had multiple positive experiences and that's where that belief system starts to change. And this isn't belief in, you know, we're not talking religious belief. This is self-belief and belief in what you're capable of doing and what you're capable of achieving. And that internal belief system is so valuable and it is underappreciated in our healthcare system. Yeah. It's everything. Yes, it is. It's absolutely everything. We put too much faith in external sources instead of saying, I need faith in myself and external sources. Mm-hmm. It has to be a two-way street. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. So Even when people come to me and have this mindset that I'm going to work some magic, they're going to be a passive recipient of some sort of magic. I always tell them, I don't have any magic or power over you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guide you to your own inner power that's in there all along. Right. Right. I'm here to empower you to live your best life, to feel your best, to think your best, to see the world the best way you can and to have the best experience as possible. I'm just a guide. Exactly. And part and part of a team when it comes to pain, that always requires a referral from their treating physician, because Mm -hmm. I am not a medical practitioner. I don't know if it's acute, if it's chronic, I can hear your description You can come in and say, help me run this marathon, take the pain out of my foot. We literally can stop the pain. And then I say, go to your doctor first. They find out they have a fracture. They don't need to be running a marathon, right? Yeah. And so it is right. And it's important to listen to the body and to work with a team of, you know, really good professionals. And the more compassion we can have as professionals, and the more curiosity we can have about what's possible, the better we serve our public. Absolutely. I think that was a very hard lesson for me. And I'll say it real quick um, is as I've become a more experienced clinician, there, as Jess was saying in the beginning, there's times where you're like, this pain doesn't make sense. I think they're making it up. And I can't tell you how many times I've said that in my head, not obviously to the person, but in my head and then had to 
a few weeks later, put my foot in my mouth because, you know, there was some other thing going on. So like, it's really changed how I look at patients. And when they're telling me I was pain and it doesn't make sense. Now my brain automatically goes, what else could be going on? What am I missing? Because they don't want to be in this pain. So they're not making it up. Like something's going on. What am I missing? And I need to figure that out or I need to refer to more, more help or, you know, but that's part of figuring out referring to others as well. Exactly. So, um, so Tasha, we really thank you for coming on today. I think it's hopefully very helpful to our listeners as well to get a better understanding of what other resources are out there for helping with pain. And um, we're going to be putting Tasha's information um, in the episode description. So if you want to reach out and ask her questions, she's here locally in the beaches area of Jacksonville. Um, or, you know, look into a hypnotherapist in your area, potentially, um, they could, they could be helpful. Uh, so, uh, make sure to follow us on, on Facebook, Instagram. We're also on YouTube. So, uh, you know, we have information that we try and release on a regular basis. So hopefully, uh, everybody finds that helpful and we can continue to meet the needs of, of those in our community. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.